you have to just get it out of your mind, whatever it is, it's, you know, you can't change it. You know, you probably didn't cause it, you know, and you should be proud to still be alive, but you got to quit thinking about it. That was former U.S. Marine Don Reitmeyer from Berwick, Pennsylvania. Years after he returned from service, he was diagnosed with complex post-traumatic stress disorder, or CPTSD. It's a condition similar to PTSD, but it's usually associated with chronic trauma, often from childhood. It can lead to a host of mental health problems, including difficulty regulating emotions and maintaining relationships. I'm Tracy Matisak. In this episode of the Mind Over Matter podcast, Don shares his story of living with CPTSD. WVIA's Mind Over Matter, a mental health initiative, is underwritten by Geisinger. When you hear Geisinger, what comes to mind? A hospital? Doctors? Health insurance? We're all those things. But here's something you might not think of. We're also your local pharmacy. Geisinger Pharmacy isn't just for people in the hospital, it's for you. Want to fill a prescription? We've got you covered. Just need over-the-counter stuff? We've got that too. And Geisinger Pharmacy is run by your friends and neighbors. We're your local healthcare system and your local pharmacy. I had served in a Marine barracks in the Philippines, and um, there was an incident with intruders on the base. Uh, they had a problem with uh, thefts occurring around the holidays, and um, I injured my knee, um, giving chase, and one of the gentlemen that uh, I, uh, got over the fence uh, had a, uh, a pistol, and there was another incident in uh, along the post city um, where a man tried to rob me. That would be traumatic enough, Don, but it sounds like for you, the trauma started way before you enlisted in the Marines. Can you tell me a little bit about your childhood and how you ended up in the military? My mother and and father were uh, constantly moving and separating because my dad's alcoholism. And um, I was pretty much worked to death as a child. And when I turned 18, I joined the Marine Corps. It seemed like a good idea at the time, although I'd been offered a job at Groton, Connecticut, working at an electric boat on nuclear subs. And in hindsight, I know I don't understand why my mom didn't send me that direction. But I wound up in the Marine Corps, and uh, you heard some of, uh, at the beginning, uh, that's what uh, what I went through there. So um, kind of a learning process. You have to first, you know, find validation that there's something wrong with you and be diagnosed, which is, you know, difficult for some people, especially was for me. You know, it's not unusual for people in or out of the military to struggle to come to terms with a mental health challenge. How or when did you realize that something just wasn't right? Well, when uh, when I got discharged, um, I remember uh, I was just telling the story yesterday that uh, I don't remember who I was telling it to, but I told the story yesterday that uh, I, I uh, was jumping out of bed screaming and uh, and uh, was freaking my wife out. Um, I had flown home and gotten married to her, and then for whatever reason, she didn't want to come over. I think her mom said it was just lonely, which I was going to spend the rest of my tour right there on that base, so it was very unfortunate. But um, I remember the first couple of months jumping out of bed and, and just started screaming. Ultimately, you were diagnosed with complex PTSD. How did you go about getting a diagnosis? So I went downtown to a private practice doctor named Wilson, and he prescribed me um, I'm having trouble remembering it now because Halcyon, Halcyon, which is a very powerful drug. I don't know if you've ever had that, but it's very powerful. But um, he had me on that for about nine months. 
And I credit that man with, with uh, saving my marriage that way because she was really getting freaked out. I mean, I didn't know I was doing it. Just, you know, I'd, I'd jump out of bed, you know, and, uh, you know, and she'd be like, what's wrong? You know, and it happened more than a couple of times. But um, after that, I didn't have any more problems. But uh, I hadn't been diagnosed with PTSD, um, and I had a CPTSD, which I, I assume is coming from some of the stuff at home. I know I touched on this earlier, Don, but can you just remind us what CPTSD is? That's complex. That's when you've been through repeated traumas instead of just one. Like, you know, for instance, people have car accidents or something, you know, or, or like, like with me, had trouble in the service. You know, and it maybe, but if it happens repeatedly, then you, you wind up with a, it's very temperamental that way that you wind up with a nastier variety of it. That's the C part. It's complex. And that's what makes it so hard is, is that, um, you know, it's hard for me to, to describe what I go through when I have that. But like my hands will sweat, I go wear out my jeans trying to dry my hands off. And, and I just don't want to be around people. Well, I would isolate myself, always sit with my back to the wall. You know, it's like situational awareness stuff. And, and, um, and I can't stand, I can't stand to be around, um, any kind of drama. I don't like big crowds. I just don't like anything where I, you know, where I can't control my surroundings a little better. And, and it sounds like there are elements of anxiety, too. And we've talked a lot on this podcast about how sometimes PTSD can lead to other mental health issues like anxiety or depression and even substance use disorders. Was that your experience as well? I used drugs to the point where I was using cocaine. Um, I had hurt my back at work. Um, this wasn't only if it was 93, I think, or excuse me, um, 89 was the first time. And I already had bad back as a child but since I'd been about 12 from, from uh, firewood all the time. But um, I hurt my back at work in 89, I had bulging discs. And then in 93, I herniated it at work. And and um, so I started using, like, cocaine was the one thing that, you know, make you forget about anything was wrong with you. Um, after a while, it gets to pain medicine doesn't work. I go through this now. Like, my back bothers me to the point where I could just cry. Like, most days, it's like, why do I want to keep doing this? But, you know, it's, you know, you don't want to go off in yourself or, you know, do anything rash. Just, you know, you have to want the help. You know, that's the way it is. Like, you have to, you have to want to accept what's wrong with you. Right. And that's what you did. You found a doctor who recognized not just your physical pain, but your mental anguish as well. And he gave you a name for it. But this doctor is the one who said, you know, you've got PTSD. We used to just talk about you know, whatever I wanted to talk about. And, and this guy the whole time was taking notes, you know, wasn't seeing him do it, but he was taking mental notes about what was wrong with me. So, I mean, one day he just said, you know, you've got CPTSD. And I said, well, it probably comes from the service and, you know, a couple of other things. And he said, yeah, absolutely. So he's the one who encouraged me to go apply for benefits. In addition to your VA benefits, Don, you took some other steps toward healing, including at one point getting a therapy dog. Was that helpful? I don't know exactly what those dogs do for you, but I know my dog passed away at a German Shepherd. She was uh, nine and she passed away last August, August 20th. And <clears throat> I miss my dog terribly. I used to take her for ice cream and it got harder to do that as she got older, harder for to get in and out the car. But um, I used to, I used to take her everywhere with me pretty much. For one thing, it's a companion, you know, so, as, you know, if you're talking to yourself, you can always talk to the dog, the dog doesn't care, you know, but uh, I've always had a real good, uh, 
I've always had a real good relationship with animals. It's usually people I have trouble with, which is ironic, but you can tell a lot about something about the way they treat their animals. Um, I'm just kind of disillusioned with people and I don't really like therapy. And that's, that's my biggest problem is I don't like therapy. I don't like asking for help. And I'm careful where I ask for it. And yet, Don, you have made a commitment to provide help to other veterans who have similar struggles to your own. It's, uh, it's the one thing I do is, is I'm better at helping other people with their problems than I am of my own, which, you know, I got to work on that. But I'm 56, so there's probably not a lot of hope. But, uh, yeah, I'm always helping those. There's a veteran I helped that has a brain injury. Uh, always seems to me having some kind of financial trouble. I was just writing to uh, the attorney general for him. There's a couple other things going on. I was asked to, uh, I was asked to speak at a cannabis festival in New York uh, in the fall. No, uh, I was really instrumental in getting Pennsylvania medical marijuana. Um, it's stuff like that that keeps my mind busy. Don, as I'm listening to you, it occurs to me that you've done several things to help yourself heal. If you had to choose one step that you took that had the biggest impact, what would that be? My biggest thing is to tell people to go to somebody qualified um, and then be honest with them. You know, you just have to. You've got to be honest so that they can actually diagnose what's wrong with you. So the the Geisinger doctor um, was the one who helped me. And that's my, that's what I want to get across to people is you have to find somebody confident, confident that can understand what's going on with you. So you don't get misdiagnosed. I had never heard somebody say that I had PTSD before. And, you know, I just never really thought about it that way. But, you know, I mean, wasn't uncommon for people back in the 60s to have PTSD and nobody was talking about it then. The same with World War One when it really started, you know. Nobody really, you know, and I'm sure before then, nobody talked about it. Like, it wasn't even it wasn't even in the DSM-4 for a while. Right, and you're referring to the official manual of the American Psychiatric Association, which did not list the term PTSD until sometime after the Vietnam War. Speaking of Vietnam... So many veterans returned from there and other conflicts and did not want to talk about their experience. But you seem to find that talking with other veterans with similar experiences has been helpful. I was stuck at the VA hospital one time. This is back like 2013, something like 14, somewhere in there. And I was stuck in the VA hospital. I guess it was later than that, but might have been 16 or 17. And I had this male nurse who was a Vietnam veteran. It was a medic during the Vietnam War and spent a couple of tours over there. And, and I said to him one time, you know, about this PTSD. And he said, oh, I've got it too. And I said, well, how do you, how do you uh, deal with it? And he said, I've learned the best thing you can do is to forget about it and get it out of your mind. As far as you can get it out of your mind, the better. Because the more you dwell on it, the more you think about it. The more you think about it, the more it troubles you. So... That's my advice to everybody. When they tell me that their son or daughter has PTSD, I tell them what that veteran told me because I got more out of that than I did from anybody else's advice about this PTSD. You have to just get it out of your mind, whatever it is. It's, you know, you can't change it. You know, you probably didn't cause it, you know, and you should be proud to still be alive, but you got to quit thinking about it. That's the biggest thing. It's just, you know, you got to get it out of your mind. But that sounds like something that's easier said than done, Don. I mean, how did you, how do you get an experience like that out of your mind? You got to keep your mind busy. You got to keep yourself active. I always say anymore, if you're dwelling on, you know, on your crappy past, you're not, you know, you're not busy enough. 
you told us one of the things that keeps your body and mind busy is gardening, and that for you, it's it's almost like a metaphor for healing. It's constant work. So there's, you know, I mean, there's work to be done, no matter uh, if your garden's well made or not. There's always weeds, or even if you put plastic down, there's something always can be done, you know, and after a while, you're harvesting stuff, and you just feel better about things. Um, I used to fish quite a bit. Fishing is another way. Like, you can't be in trouble when you're fishing. And uh, I've never thought about anything but fishing while I was fishing. The thing of it is, is when I get into a, a good note and I'm doing well, if I if I monitor who I am around and what I do, I stay that way now. So, I mean, that's one of the benefits of getting older. I mean, I just don't think you can get older without getting wiser. We'll be back with more of our conversation with Don Reitmeyer right after this. WVIA presents a Mind Over Matter Minute. Hi, I'm Dr. Kylie Oleski from Geisinger. Many who face mental health challenges often wonder where to get help. Some can find help by tapping into their support systems, family, friends, and faith community, which for some may be enough. When it's not, self-guided apps, books, or online resources may be helpful. Levels of care beyond this include treatment groups, individual therapy, and considering medication like antidepressants. There are also intensive programs with more frequent appointments and inpatient settings for severe symptoms. When in crisis and need immediate help, call 211 or go immediately to your local emergency department. Remember, you are not alone. For more, visit wvia.org forward slash mindovermatter or dial 211 to speak with someone who can help. Mind Over Matter is presented by WVIA in partnership with Geisinger. Don Reitmeyer is a former Marine who has been living with complex PTSD. He's been an advocate for medical marijuana and has made it his life's work to help other veterans with similar struggles. Don, thank you so much for your service and for sharing your experiences with us. Well, it does get better. I'm not so sure I would rely on medications for PTSD. No matter who's prescribing them, I would, I would, uh, I would take them and see if they help you, and I would, I would give them a close assessment when it doesn't. And you got to try and keep your mind busy. You got to try and stay active because uh, if you're if you're busy with something else, it's hard to dwell on something negative and do something that improves your spirit instead of dulling it. And and go ask for help. You know, you got to go. You got to tell them. You know, this is, there's something not right. I mean, by now most people should understand what's what PTSD is and what the symptoms are. And if if not, you can Google it real fast and find out. And you just have to be honest with yourself if you're really going through that or not. So, I mean, that was probably the biggest thing for me. I just finally refused to accept the fact that I had this, you know, and it was only, I don't know, relatively short time ago, maybe seven years now that I was first told you've got CPTSD. So it's not a surprise that, you know, a lot of people have very tumultuous lives, very, you know, problem-filled lives, had a lot of horrors, and some of them are fine. And others, you know, like myself, like, you know, when I look back, like my life was probably a little worse than most, but, uh, you know, I just never thought of myself as having PTSD and, you know, and you should be proud to still be alive, but you got to quit thinking about it. That's the biggest thing. It's just, you know, you got to get it out of your mind. The term gets flipped around pretty flippantly anymore. You know, everybody wants to jump on a bandwagon. Like, I'm glad that they... They uh, loosened the, the guidelines for the medical marijuana just because of that. Because people were saying, oh, I got PTSD. You know, anybody can say that, but um, you can pretty much tell by someone's behavior whether they have it or not. 
You're listening to the Mind Over Matter podcast. I'm Tracy Matisak, and for more information on this and other mental health issues, check out our website at wvia.org slash mindovermatter. Thanks for listening. See you next time. WVIA's Mind Over Matter, a mental health initiative, is underwritten by Geisinger. When you hear Geisinger, what comes to mind? A hospital? Doctors? Health insurance? We're all those things. But here's something you might not think of. We're also your local pharmacy. Geisinger Pharmacy isn't just for people in the hospital. It's for you. Want to fill a prescription? We've got you covered. Just need over-the-counter stuff? We've got that too. And Geisinger Pharmacy is run by your friends and neighbors. We're your local healthcare system and your local pharmacy.